You're listening to the Moody Mommies Podcast. Audio warning. You may or may not hear kids screaming and yelling in the background. Or us screaming or yelling at them to keep it together. Jessica lost her voice. Jessica lost her voice. That's high. The new Lindsay Lohan. I wanted to say thank you to everybody for all your congratulations, and that was really sweet of you, and thank you guys for listening, and I guess eventually there'll be more info to come, but as of now, I don't have a ton of news. It's only been two weeks since the last recording, Mm -hmm. so same, same. Everything's going good. Um, so since we kind of covered where I've, what I've been up to the last couple weeks, we are going to cover what's going on with Vanessa. What I've been going through, my struggles and like everybody goes through. Um, no, I kind of just wanted to come on today and talk to all of our listeners about something I feel like everybody or not everybody's people go through. And there's such a, it's such a difficult place to put yourself in to show your vulnerable side and tell people, I'm not perfect. This is how I'm really feeling inside or whatnot, you know? And um, I just wanted to come on here and talk to our mommies or anybody who might be feeling or going through the same things in their home or just their mental state of life right now. I don't know. I've had, oh my goodness, a rough beyond year, I guess you would say. And it's just been a lot of traumatic things. You know, I, I, my husband got in a bad car accident. We got kicked out of our house. We, I got in a car accident with the girls shortly after. It's just been, we lost two of our cars. Like, we took a lot of L's this past year. And I try so hard to just be, you know, of course, everybody has to be super mom and put on this brave face in front of their kids every day and make it seem like they got this, you know? And every day I had to do that. And I want to say probably from the night I got the phone call about Joey, my life has just been... so uncertain about a lot of things my path has just been I don't even have one you know I I'm just so lost right now in a lot of ways but 
I have to be a mommy to these two little girls that are watching me every single day. And so every single day, I just, you know, had to keep putting on this brave face and this happy smile, like nothing was eating me up inside, you know? And Joey's accident happened December 30th of 2017. So I want to say probably about February of 2019, I just cracked completely. Like everything that I had gone through, I was just keeping it all bottled up inside and not letting any of it out or just realizing what had happened to me in my life and that it was traumatic and that I did need to talk about it and that I did need an outlet to be okay about it, you know? And because every day I had to just take care of my two babies and my husband, I never ever paid attention to how bad I was just cornering myself into this dark place, you know? And eventually, I want to say like, yeah, like February of this year, it just, I couldn't do it anymore. Every day I felt like I just wasn't happy. I wasn't, I didn't even want to get out of bed. I couldn't even look people in the eyes anymore because I just wanted to cry. And I didn't even know why. I was just sad about everything. And I feel like probably the pushing point of that all was, you know, my husband got a new job and he has like this crazy demanding schedule where he's literally gone some days for 16 hours a day, sometimes three, four days, and then the other days it's 12 hours, 14 hours. And by the end of the week, we don't see him at all. And what we do see of him, he wasn't functioning at the capability of any human being. He is exhausted. So his mood towards us was not pleasant ever. And I wasn't okay with that. You know, I was like, first of all, you're never here. And when you are here, I don't even enjoy your company anymore. So it got really just bad where I was just like, I don't, I don't want to continue this marriage anymore. I don't see a point in it. I don't. I already feel alone in this. I feel like I'm doing this by myself anyways. And I feel like at this point, I feel like at this point, he's just an extra person to take care of, you know? And what do I need that for? Like, Yes, he provides for me. 
yes, I know he loves us, but right now I can't get him to care about the priority, which is us and how precious this time of our kids being this little and this age, we are never, ever going to get it back, you know? So I think that was like the most upsetting part was just this fragile time that I'm, I'm dealing with, you know, it's so sensitive and all of that just really just, it broke me every day. It was like, okay, do I want to continue to stay here and let my kids see their mom be unhappy every day? Or do I want to part ways with him and make my kids unhappy with having this broken family? And, you know, it was just a lot of things to think about, to stress about. And over and over again, it just got me more and more depressed about it. More and more, more and more. It was just like, I know I have people in my life that love me. I know I have people I can talk to about how I'm feeling, but I didn't want to tell anybody that that's what I was feeling. I didn't want to tell anybody that my marriage was falling apart. Literally, I was literally ready to pack this man's stuff and tell him to go because I don't want to do this anymore. And it was so hard because I wasn't telling anybody about it. I was just keeping it all into myself. Like, okay, I can't tell anybody because I just don't want them to know that I'm weak. I can't show them that I'm failing at something because if you're failing at something, you're doing a bad job. So I tried my best to just keep hiding it and hiding it and hiding it. And like I said, every day it just got so much harder for me to keep pretending and I couldn't do it anymore. And I was just like, like a bottle, like, you know, it, you explode. And I finally would just like got the courage to just tell, start telling people like, look, this is how I'm feeling. I feel really depressed I can't even eat. I can't even think of having an appetite because I just don't feel in any type of mood to be okay right now, you know? And um, I think that was like a big help was saying it out loud to somebody. And when I did and when I started to change things of how I was just separating myself and making it more serious to my husband that this is the way things were going to be, it just completely just shook the man to his bones, you know, of course. But that was the upsetting part, you know, it was like, why does it have to be all the way to the extremities for you to understand and to care and to take it serious. So that's just, of course, the upsetting part about being married, you know, but it's part of marriage. I feel like, you know, once I started telling people and he was aware that this was 
not a joke. I I was really going to do this. He was just like on the phone calling marriage counselors, trying like every and any way to cut his workload at work so he wasn't working those crazy hours and he wasn't so absent in our life anymore. And of course, I appreciated the change and it's made a huge difference. But I just wish it would all happen sooner, of course. I know before you had kind of mentioned that um, you had asked him about like seeing a marriage counselor and changing the schedule and it was kind of like a, yeah, it didn't seem like it was on his to-do list at all and he wasn't really interested in it. Um, but now that you said he was calling around for marriage counselors, have you guys found somebody that you want to see? We have, and it's really hard because I feel like that's like a discouraging part of, you know, reaching out for help when you want it, when you're trying to get help in any type of, you know, mental situation, depression, marriage counseling, anything. It's like you call the insurance, they give you this big overwhelming list and it's all of these names and you don't know how to feel personal towards any of them. They're just names on a paper with phone numbers, you know, so it does take time. It does take effort to work on those things and, you know, find something together. But again, you know, when I was saying those things to him and trying to make him care, I look back on those days now and I see and I remember just looking into his eyes. He was not there. Like he was literally so exhausted to the point where he was just checked out. So me trying to tell him a million times to care. He was just too just couldn't even listen to anything that was coming out of my mouth because all he was thinking about was sleeping, you know? He's working 16 hours and then coming home and I'm asking him to still be a husband and a dad. And of course, yes, people do that. But it's hard. And every day it's going to take a toll on your mental state. And here I was only thinking about my mental state in this situation and how he was making me feel. And I not once sat back and thought about how he was feeling in this situation too and what he had on his plate and what I had on mine. And we weren't, we were so disconnected that we weren't even sitting at the same table anymore for us to see what the other one was serving. So it's hard. And I think, like I said, when I was, begging and asking for these things to happen and in that point I couldn't get him to care like because his priority at that point was just I need to provide I just got this new job I don't want to fit it you know I don't want to fail I don't want to let my family down and that was his stress and his burden that he had on his shoulders because I'm not working you know he has to make sure we have to pay this rent. We have to put food on the table. All of these things that I forget that one of us is stressing about, you know? So, um, again, I just, it's so hard to to say it out loud. Like, uh, you know, it's such a, 
I never ever wanted to be like a what do you call it like a stigma or like a stereotypical like you know like marriages are always so like ah they get on my nerves and like so just like down talking marriage you know yeah like where they're just like oh my god I just hate my husband so much but I'm stuck with him whatever I'm stuck with this guy till forever he's the most annoying person the most like worst person yeah and like they, and I'm content with that. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know, I I know you guys have been together for ten years or a little more now, but it's still like, in the terms of what you guys have committed to each other, like this is still the beginning. Yeah, and of course, like, you get married, bam, you have babies, and it's having being married, and then of course being parents is too totally different ball games and i think how did i not expect this to happen how many times have i recorded episode after episode talking about how joey and i don't go out we don't do date nights i don't even i think luna was like nine months for the first time we like ever left her for like four hours ever in our whole in her whole life You know what I mean? It's like, well, this is our fault. We stopped working on our marriage since we got married. We, you know, we got married. Of course, Zoe came shortly after. And we've been in mom and dad mode ever since. Like, we've forgotten that we are still two people that are adults, that we are married, that we loved each other before the kids. And why, you know? So, um, dude, a lot of just, like, reflecting and just, like, I don't know. Like, I do a lot of, like, reading about just different things and, like, self-improvement stuff and um, just things like that. Is there anything specific that you've been reading that you would recommend to other people? Okay, so I would watch, like, a lot of uh, Jim Ron videos, if that's how you say his name. Ron, I guess. And um, also Dr. – what did I say? Let's see. Wayne uh, Dyer. So, you know, there's, like, a lot of people that you can watch just for a lot of creative ways to change the way you think or your specific – perspective on things and I feel like that helped me a lot um just you know finding a different outlet of where to put my feelings and and be aware of how to change them you know um so that's pretty much how I've been getting through it I've also I took a trip to Colorado not too long ago we went to visit some family and over there and they have like this store that has like these tinctures or whatever and it's like these like herbal met like basically medicine and it's the nastiest thing ever but you basically like dilute it into like a shot glass of water and you put like a couple droplets full and you and and on top of all of this, like, I also was going through, like, my own struggles with, like, just being 
afraid for my own like health concerns because I had some things going on with that. And it's so weird because I feel like until I became a mom, I never really thought or cared about dying. But because I have two people to live for now, like one of my greatest fears. Yeah, because then you just feel like, what are they going to do without a mom? What's going to happen to my kids if they don't have a mom? Like, you know, like, of course, with every mom has like their own self-doubts and if they're doing the right thing and raising them. But it's like, but at least I'm here raising them better than them having no one at all. That your love for them is just so unconditional, so you know or you feel in your heart that you're the one for the job. Also, you're totally keeping this to yourself because, like, I see you like a couple times a month usually. I didn't even know most of those things. You're like, oh yeah, so I'm going to this doctor's appointment for whatever, 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 and I'm just like, what? Like, mm-hmm. why is this all brand new to me? And you're like, oh yeah, I've kind of been going through this for like X amount of time, and I'm like. For real? Yeah. Like, how could you not tell me? So basically, I have these these tumors in my breast. And, you know, I've, I've had them there for, uh, I guess, forever. And I had to have them biopsied to make sure they were, if they were cancerous or not. And going through that the first time, I did not realize how life-altering that test could have been for me and how serious I should have taken it. And when I left that appointment in like 2009, I was supposed to routinely check my breasts annually. And I hadn't been back for eight years because I just, of course, tomorrow never comes, especially when you're a mom. Oh, I'll call tomorrow. I'll call tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And I never get it done ever, you know? So having to go through that test as a mom laying on a table having people check you to determine whether they're going to tell you good news or bad news is the most terrifying moments ever especially since we already have like a family tree with us my mother is a breast cancer survivor we lost our grandma to breast cancer so it's terrifying you know and Believe it or not, the only reason that I actually got to the point to actually care to go check my breasts was because I was going to get a breast augmentation. And if I wasn't going to do that, honestly, I probably would still would not have went and got it done. Because like I said, I, oh, tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I was busy with the kids today. I'll, I'll call tomorrow. And I never went. And, you know, we'll get to that whole augmentation story later because that's a good one too but anyways so you know just having to have that uh you know thrown into your life as well like oh my goodness something could be wrong with you something could change your life and just laying on a table knowing that you're healthy and that in one second someone can give you bad news about your health and thank God I got to walk out of that office with good news. But it's just like another thing to be terrified of. And it truly gives you that appreciation of life and how we take it so for granted. Our health. It's the most 
beautiful gift we could ever be given. Like there are people that are in bed right now that can't get up and walk to the bathroom, you know? And so just having to deal with all of that, it just really like awakened a lot of just like, look, Vanessa, you're depressed. Yes, you realize that. Are you going to stay here or are you going to get yourself out of it? And are you going to get yourself out of it because you want to do it for your girls, you want to do it for yourself, and because you appreciate being able to be alive every day? Do you feel like during that time, although like you're feeling it within yourself, like all the pressure of like your health, but do you feel like you express that? to joey as well or do you think you kept all those feelings to yourself or was this something that he was able to support you emotionally with it was like right before like everything got it was when everything was just going really really bad so it wasn't something that i was just like can you come with me i want you to be there you know no it wasn't so that made it even harder you know it was just like all right i'm gonna go figure this out on my own and see what happens but so where do you feel like you're at with everything today i am in a way better headspace i feel like communication is the key of life with everything if you don't use your voice to be heard no one's ever gonna know how you feel and Sometimes it takes a lot to swallow that big, you know, uh, it's so hard to tell people your truth sometimes, but it feels so much better. And to know that, hey, everybody goes through it. Like, I swear, I was watching the Red Table Talk and I seen uh, she had an episode about depression and she had Kid Cudi on there and he was sharing the same thing, you know, like he's just this big famous guy, but he felt just so alone and, and everything that he's talking about is just so relatable. And that's what I want people to know is, hey, I'm not perfect. Yes, you may see in my Instagram or whatever, and I may be smiling, but maybe that's not really how I was feeling that day. And it's okay for people to admit that and not feel ashamed to say it out loud you know with your instagram it's kind of like funny me and my sister-in-law always like what's going on now because like it'll be like good like you and the kids or whatever and then it'll like randomly be a like quote and stuff and we're like what's happening what do we miss what how did how did it get like this all of a sudden um two steps back when you're talking about kid cutting about him being like depressed and him being like his whole album is like all about being depressed i mean of course i've had like my like moments where i've been like really 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 down and went through for like a while so now whenever i listen to kid cuddy i like am back in that headspace like even though what's going yeah even though it's over like listening to that like yeah and i'm just like like I, i love the music and I'm just like, I want to enjoy him, but it's like, it puts me in such a like dark, sunken place that it's like, I can't enjoy this because I just feel like I did 10 years ago or like however long ago it was. So it's, it's weird how music can have that like, effect on you. yeah. And I think that's why 
maybe now, like, when I was closest to music is when I was going through a lot. A lot. And I mm-hmm. feel like now that at this particular moment, I'm not necessarily going through a lot. I'm like not even really into music at all. I'm like, don't. Uh, I'll so drive weird. in the. I'll drive in the quiet. It's fine. That's how I was for the longest time. Like, just leave me with my thoughts. I don't need anybody's voice but my own in my head. You know, and I was like that for the longest time too. And but now because I'm going through so much, I'm just like, give me all the music. Give me no. all the lyrics. I need to sing my heart out. Give me all the memes. You know, like. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that I, I read that I could relate to. Like, I I follow this um, this author. Her name's CCB, and I love her stuff. I I love her. She has her own podcast and everything, and I'm like, she's We'll the best. see, like that. Like, I listen to people's podcasts because I want to listen to people enjoying their life, you know, talking yeah. about whatever it is. Um, that or what I've been doing a lot of is trying to catch up with my friends like whoever I know is like okay I'm off of work I have you know 30 to 45 minutes to myself right now where Justine isn't asking me for something mm-hmm. so it's like I want to catch up I want to see what my talk girls to an adult. Do. Mm-hmm. yeah and you know it's just like I know not everybody is doing their best all the time so it's like I want to know where my friends are right now like yeah. how are you feeling what's going on like do you need me or yeah. do you just want to like talk shit about everyone because right. we can also do that do whatever you need yeah um, but yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. So, what music have you been listening to lately? I like Sam Smith right now. Oh, you little! I know that is like super sad. It <laughs> is. It's like break my heart and tear it out. No, I don't know. It's like you. It's like you're sobbing as you're driving <laughs> music. I know one of the reasons like why. Adele. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> this one girl that we worked with, that I worked with, um, when I worked for Active. I guess she was going through a breakup or something, and Adele's album had just come out, and she was blasting it oh in a skate shop, God. and we're just like, no. uh, and then she'd, like, leave the um, floor, not, I mean, she'd leave the sales floor randomly to go cry in the back, and it's like, no, why no. are you listening to this? Like, you're doing this to yourself right now. Yeah, you're, you're setting the mood. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're putting yourself in these feelings instead of, like. Trying to bring yourself out of it. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, of course, you know, you, that's somewhere you don't want to stay. It's somewhere you don't want to, you don't want to be there, guys. It's a, it's a very, and then just actually admitting and realizing, oh my gosh, am I depressed? Like, and to be honest with you, I wasn't the one that was the first to realize that that my mom called me out on it. She was just like, something's not right here. I don't think you're okay. I think you need to see a doctor, you know? And I was just like, you know what? I That was it. Like, it I, it made me feel really good that she did call me out on it because I was just like, how many more days can I take pretending, you yeah. know? And I think that's what you're so fortunate to live with your mom in the moment because, like, nobody sees what you go through more than your mom does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you could have been going through this and – Back at your old house with your mother-in-law. Oh like, nobody would have been able to help you. I, yeah, I had, and it's like a total 360 living here versus there. You know, I have, I seriously sit here sometimes and I'm just like, I'm so thankful for my parents. You know, like, they don't, I'm not a mom that's just like, oh yeah, go tell grandma, go tell grandma. Not in any kind of way. But it's just like, man, when I'm washing dishes and if my kid has to 
go pee or something, just having someone to just like, oh, come on, let me put you on the potty while mommy's doing that. You know what? Just those extra hands, like, it's amazing to have that village. And I never had it. And I feel like that's why in the beginning, I was, it was just so hard for me because I was drowning, literally drowning with just taking care of her on top of my family too. So I was taking care of five people and it was driving me crazy. And then from that, I went through a whole traumatic experience right fresh after that. And it's, man, I haven't even checked in with myself to be like, damn, Vanessa, you're a fucking warrior. You just went through hell and everywhere back. Give your pa- give yourself a pat on the back. And it's okay that you feel the way you do because look at what you just went through. Now let's keep moving forward, you know? And I <clears throat> swear to you, I have to talk to myself all the freaking time like a crazy person like it's all a mental game it's all a just finding out how to control your mind and your emotions dude like it's communication and that and you're freaking golden guys (laughs) and i know what i think is like a really big key factor is the girls you know that's what helps you like pull through it definitely because i was thinking like that was me. If I just had my second kid and all this other stuff is happening around me, like, would I have been able to, like, pull myself out of it? Because, like, I'm a pretty, like, shut down kind of person. I'm not a, like, pick yourself up. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, for me to have been tested like that, I probably would have just been, like, given up on my I give up. Mm-hmm. Someone fix it for me. Someone and, fix it because I'm not going to be the I've, one. I've had my moments where I felt like – couldn't you know but because of those two little girls I will never give up like honestly they're they're the reason why I am okay today and why I will always find out how to make myself better you know I think growing up my mom I seen her depressed a lot and I think going through this was a big wake-up call for me because no offense to my mother but I just I don't want them to remember me like that you know and so I just know that I'm just so grateful for them because they always give me that strength to say like nope Let me look into this. Let me find out how I'm going to make this better. Let me figure out what I can do to help myself with this, you know. And so all of these years since I've become a mom, I feel like I've just been mom, mom, mom. I haven't been Vanessa for the longest time. And I now realize that I have to be Vanessa and take care of her. So she can be mommy and she can be okay for these girls that are watching me. So I used to get, give myself such a guilt trip about even having the idea of taking a break, you know, or asking, 
mom, can me and Joey go see a movie or can we do this or can we do that, you know? I used to feel so guilty. And now I'm really just like trying to let go of that and just really learning how to just be like, nope, we're leaving. Bye. Bye. They said they they want to they said the kids can stay. Let's go. Let's just leave. It's important, you know. We were four years, two years of not having any connection with your partner. It's going to take a toll on your marriage. And we've only been married. It'll be five years this September. So we can't keep doing that if we want this marriage to work. And we've both realized that. So that's definitely something that we are going to continue to work on. We'll see what happens. But I feel like as far as myself, I just, it's a day-by-day thing. And it's just the way I have been taking care of it has just been, I I just use, like I said, my, my more natural stuff. Because that's another thing. I'm really, really afraid of going to a doctor and telling them, hey, I'm depressed because I am not a fan of pharma- pharmaceuticals, you know? I... I'm not excited about taking a pill that's going to possibly cure one problem, but could also be messing up a thousand other things inside of my body, you know? So I, I, I'm trying the, the natural herb things right now. I also went to this rock shop that's in Colorado. I love this little place. I wish I could take you there. It's a rock shop and they have all like these little crystals and just stuff like that. And they have this book in there and you can like look up whatever is like bothering you. You have headaches, you have anxiety. And that's another thing because uh, because I was depressed and because my depression was getting bad, my anxiety was just getting like literally off the charts, like <coughs> off the charts. And that's when I was just like, no, this is not OK, because I was getting so anxious, it was affecting my patience with my kids. And I'm just like, nope, I'm not. And I would notice it before I would react on it to them in a negative way. I was just like, I can't do this. I That's when I was like, nope, something's wrong. Something's wrong. And my mom called me out on it. And I was like, yeah. I totally don't mean to laugh, but I don't know. Did you ever watch... Um Madeline, that cartoon when we were a kid, she was like that. The little hat. Yeah, she was a little. Jacket. Yeah, but yeah, what yeah. Madeline. The... Yeah, that's her. She had a. Blue... Oh, okay, wait, no, I said what Madeline. I seen it, but I was mixing Matilda with Madeline. Okay, I don't know if there's like more than this one. I've only seen that one. Right? Yeah, I think where she's that where she's getting her appendix taken out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my great grandma, like I don't know. What the reasoning behind it, but what I would get me Madeline stuff. So I still have this doll, and the doll has a scar from getting the appendix removed. Uh-huh. And Justine, like, kind of plays with her now. And she asked me what it was, so I told her, and she kind of didn't really understand what I was talking about. So I showed her the little video, and the, um, because they live in, um, it's I, like a boarding school. I or guess, yeah, right? because yeah. they're, the lady who watches them is a nun. Yeah. So the sister, like, in the middle of the night, I guess Madeline was crying, and then the song is just like, something is not right, something is quite wrong, and so I sing this song. And every time you're saying that something is not right, I'm just, like, thinking of this freaking <laughs> nun. Yeah, this, this little nun running across the halls, like, 
And I'm just like, why? Why is this little song in my head? Madeline Possessed. And so I sing. (laughs) (laughs) And then I do my Mykonos dance because I'm Lindsay Lohan. I just. (laughs) Your freaking voice. I know. I know. Luckily, this episode was all about you. I know. Thank God. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I don't know. So I guess it's just like being aware of what you're feeling and actually accepting it because it's hard. Every day I was just like, nope, I, I don't, whatever, I'm fine, you know, and it's it's okay to not be okay sometimes. It really is. It happens to the best of us, even sometimes the happiest people. There's seasonal depression. I mean. That's me. Yeah, I know. You have that. You do for sure. I know. Mm-hmm. We talked about that a little bit last time, right? Yeah. It's real. It is real. She's coming out. It's spring. She'll be alive. I know. She'd be, she'd be woke in the, <laughs> in the summer. I'll <laughs> be super excited, bouncing off the walls again. Yes. Um, but you're pregnant this summer, so we'll see. Oh, darn it. Again. <laughs> um, I think we talked a little bit about, on the side, not on um not on the podcast how like feeling in our sunken place affects us like with Just our kids and everywhere yeah. in your relationships with anybody your your parents your mm. siblings your it's going to put you in this funk yeah. you know and you said that you know somebody who does little lectures classes like that lady at just at Zoe school Oh, yeah. So we wanted to, like, get an expert on to talk about when you are in those funky places, when you do react a way maybe you shouldn't to your kids. Like, what should you do? Like, how do you... How do you have a positive parenting moment even when you're not in your best mental state and just ways to keep it positive with your kids? Because, I mean, everything that I'm going through is not my kid's fault. It's no it's nobody's fault and nobody should ever have to pay the consequences of what you're personally going through. So if you don't put your emotions somewhere and handle them, then you're going to start to react on people in probably a negative way and it's going to just affect your life in a lot of different ways. So I don't know, if you feel like you have like some of the signs of it, you guys um or you guys can Google it. I mean, it's it's all there, all of the signs and warnings of just things. And I feel like the first and biggest step is just saying it, like admitting it to, oh, my gosh, I'm depressed. Like, I literally told you at freaking dinner at Disneyland, and I felt, like, so much better because I felt like, okay, now she's going to understand why I'm not going to eat my food. But I'm still, like, trying to shove it down your throat anyway. <laughs> Get out of this depression. This damn food, Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But, um, you know, so it's it, – and, you know, build your your team from there, your little squad of who you want to confide in and help get you through it. And, you know, there's all, also professional help from that point on if you decide to seek that. But, yeah, that's my story, guys. That's what I've been going through. Um, there is always light at the end of the tunnel. So just remember that because day by day, I'm getting through it, you know? 
Yeah, and and we want you guys to know, as our listeners, everything that we <laughs> share with you guys is just our stories of our experiences of life, and we just want to share them with you guys. So if you're going through it or someone you know is going through it, you know that you're not alone and that there's always someone that's relating to something that you're going through. So, And uh, a little shout out to two moms that I know um, for asking me questions about being a mom too, like on the side on my personal account or even on the Moody Mommies account. You know, it's like, hey, do you have any advice on this breastfeeding stuff? Hey, I'm going to start potty training soon. Do you have advice? And I'm like, girl, I got it all. We got you. We got you. <laughs> These episodes have already been recorded. They're already there for you. I know. So just go back. If you have specific questions, I'm more than happy to answer you. But I mean, I feel bad like saying, hey, listen to my podcast and then making you hear my my entire story again so check that out and um yeah if you have more questions for us like obviously me and vanessa have different experiences from each other too mm-hmm. so i mean we're happy to give both of our insights on what worked and what hasn't been working yeah our journeys are the same but different same same but different Alright guys, I think that's all for today. We will be back very, very soon. Stay moody. Moody Mommies. Moody Mommies. Moody Mommies Podcast.